In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I almost came in, I wanted to walk in carrying Father Brian, but he didn't let me, you know. (laughs) He looks like baby Jesus, but he didn't let me do it, so maybe next year. Today is a beautiful feast in our church, and in our faith, this beautiful feast of Christmas, and how today really is meant to be a day of rejoicing, a day of great joy, and how God is calling us on this feast to rejoice with him, to be filled with his joy. When the angel appears to the shepherds, that's what the angel says. The angel says that, Do not be afraid, I have come to bring you good news of great joy. Good news of great joy. So Christmas is meant to be filled with joy. It's meant to be filled with this rejoicing. And when we look at the world, the entire world rejoices. If you're cuckoo for Christmas, you started rejoicing November 1st, okay? But everybody's been rejoicing for a month, for two months. People have been preparing for this great feast, this great holiday, this great gift of Jesus. And most people probably don't even know what they're preparing for. Most people don't even know what is the cause of our joy. What's the cause of our joy? And that's a question we have to ponder. Because this feast and this holiday is filled with joy And the world knows it, and the world is filled with joy. But what's the cause of our joy? Really, what is it? For me, and I've been praying about two things that are the great cause of the joy that we're meant to experience. The first is very simply, God is with us. That is the first thing that we need to rejoice in. Emmanuel means God with us. And so on Christmas, we celebrate this great gift of God becoming man. And Jesus coming into the world to simply be with us, to remain with us. So that's the first reason we rejoice. The second reason we rejoice is why Jesus came. Jesus has come to save us. Jesus has come to save us. Jesus has come to set us free. Jesus has come to give us victory. That's what Jesus has come for. So God is with us and he's come to save us. That is the reason for our joy. But the number one thing that the devil wants to kill and to steal from us is this very cause. The devil doesn't want us to be joyful. The devil doesn't want us to rejoice. You see, God has come to be with us. The devil wants us to believe that we're alone, that God is not with us. God has come to save us. The devil wants us to believe that we are so bad that we are unsavable, that our sins are too great for God to forgive, that I'm in so much darkness, I'm not lovable. Those are the very things the devil wants us to believe. What I've seen personally as a priest over the last year is how hard the devil has been working in 2023. It's crazy. It's crazy how much he's working and how much he's really doing. And I hate to bring us down, right, because we're meant to rejoice, but it's important for us to understand what the evil one is doing. I've never seen in the past year so many families that are breaking apart. Just in this past year, so many families that are filled with division and anger and unforgiveness. 
I've never seen so many people that are running away from God and running towards a life of sin and darkness. And it's sad to see all of these things, but we cannot let him win. This is why we must rejoice today and we must believe in our hearts that God is with us and he's come to save us. But some of us are sitting here and you might be hearing this great rejoicing and you might be seeing everybody around you rejoicing and you might be thinking, Father, how am I supposed to rejoice right now? My cousin just died. My spouse just died. My friend just died. Father, my marriage is falling apart. My family is falling apart. Father, how do I rejoice? What are you even talking about? How is it even possible to rejoice with what I'm going through? My brothers and sisters, we have to stop living for this world. And that's the issue as to why we can't rejoice. We can't rejoice because our minds and our hearts are too focused on living for this world. Living for the happiness and the joy of this world. We as Catholics believe, we believe that, we don't just believe that after this life there's another life. We don't believe that. We believe that after this life there is eternal life. There's eternal life. And so if someone in my life has passed away, if everything in my life is breaking down, if everything around me is shattering, this isn't the only life we have. That yes, this life might be filled with great suffering and great pain, but what we can believe, what we can rejoice in, what we can have hope in, is that this life and this world is not all there is. If this was all there is, then what would be the point of living? We live, we breathe, we wake up every day because one day we will leave this world and go to God's kingdom, God willing. We will go to the place that he has prepared for us. The very reason Jesus comes on Christmas is to lead us to that place. Even Jesus' life, even this feast of Christmas was not just meant for this world. Christmas is not just about today. It's not just about here and now. It's not just about this world. Christmas looks forward. From the womb to the tomb. From the manger to the cross. Even Jesus' life had a moment where he would expire in this world and move on to eternal, eternal life. God's kingdom. That's what we need to rejoice in. You see, rejoicing and joy is not a feeling. That we can be in our pain, we can be in our suffering, we can be in our darkness and still have joy. We can still have joy in the midst of our pain and our suffering. In the midst of our brokenness, we can still have joy. I experienced that in a very real way this year. And I've preached about this multiple times because it affected me more than I ever thought it would when my aunt of 65 years passed away from cancer. A second mother to me. And I had to see her go through her suffering and go through her pain to the very point of her death. And I broke as a priest. I was so broken and so dark. And I was in this place of darkness. But what's so beautiful is I still had this joy. 
And I had this joy because I knew in my heart that God was always with me. That God never and will never abandon me. And we need to believe in that truth. That when we say God is with us, do we really believe that? Do I really believe that when Jesus is born, that yes, he's with me. He's with us. God with us. That even in my pain, in my suffering, in my brokenness, God is there. And that's what the devil wants us to forget. He wants us to forget God's presence. You see, the greatest present, the greatest present that God gives us on Christmas is his presence. The greatest present he gives us is his presence. It's not the gifts that we're going to open. It's not the gatherings we're going to have in these coming days. But it's the gift of the presence of God. The gift of the presence of Jesus. That he's with us. He will never leave us. He will never abandon us. And that's why we can rejoice. Now some of us may not relate to the pain and the suffering. Not everybody is going through that. And some of us need to learn to chasa smile, okay? <laughs> Show our joy a little bit. You see, when Jesus gives us his presence, and when we experience his joy, his joy is meant to come out of us. God's joy is not meant just to stay in. God's joy is not meant just to be for ourselves. When God gives us his joy, we are meant to show that, to give that. Jesus says, you do not hide a light under a basket. We do not hide our joy. But as Chaldeans, we love our little RBF, you know, face and just whatever we're putting on. And we love to just always look somber. Chassa, smile, please. Show your joy. You know, there was a pastor that said once, he said, if Jesus is on your heart, if Jesus is in your heart, show it on your face. If Jesus is in your heart, show it on your face. We have too many sad Christians today. We have too many Christians today that don't look like Christians. We are meant to be Catholics, Christians, believers of Jesus who are filled with his joy, who are ready to express that and to show that to the world. Yesterday, I was at the gym. And as I was working out, sometimes God just places crazy things on my mind. And so I'm at the gym and I'm working out and God just decides to start talking to me about my homily, my Christmas homily. I'm like, perfect. <laughs> and I feel like the joy, the, the Lord is reminding me as I was at the gym, how important it is for us to express our joy. How important it is for us to show our joy. And as I'm at the gym, I remembered someone who's at the gym sometimes. And I've seen this person a couple times. And when they're at the gym... They're literally dancing as they're working out, okay? Their hands are in the air, they're jumping up and down, and I'm thinking of this person, I'm like, man, this person knows how to express their joy, okay? And so I'm thinking about this, and who comes and works out right next to me? That person, okay? That person in the entire gym, that person literally stood right next to me as I was thinking this, and I'm like, God, you have a sense of humor, okay? And so what happens? She's standing next to me, and she starts her show, okay? She's dancing, she's lifting her hands in the air. I wanted to take my phone out and record her, but I'm not very discreet, so I didn't want to do that. And I'm just amazed 
right? I was so amazed at how God works, that this is something he placed on my mind, on my heart, and all of a sudden, this very person was right next to me. So I finished my workout, and I tapped her on the shoulder. And I said, I'm so sorry, but I have to tell you what just happened. So I told her. I said, I'm a Catholic priest, and this is what I was just praying about and what I was just thinking about, and I just want to thank you for your joy. And that that joy is from Jesus. That the joy you are expressing right now is from Jesus. She was in tears. She was in tears. And she looked at me and she said, this is an answer to my prayers. She said, I always ask Jesus to fill me with his joy. And I love that. Because when was the last time we asked Jesus to fill us with his joy? As Chaldeans, we're just so used to being in our pain and our suffering and our brokenness and the negativity and all the things that are breaking us and shattering us. When was the last time we asked Jesus to fill us with his joy? So that when we leave here, we're able to express that joy when we leave. That when we receive the Eucharist, we're able to, to really allow the Eucharist to bear fruit in us. We don't just come to church, right, just to sit here. We come to worship God, and then afterwards we're sent out. We're sent out into the world. And we're called to be disciples out in the world, and we're called to be disciples of joy. Disciples who rejoice. Why? Because we know that God is with us, and he saves us and saved us. That's why. So, are you ready to rejoice? Are you ready to give Jesus your heart and be filled with his joy? My brothers and sisters, this is why we come to church, because we need to be filled with that joy. Now, the longer I stay away from church, the longer I stay away from confession, the longer I stay away from the Eucharist, the longer I stay away from the Word of God, the less joy I'm going to have, the less I'm going to be able to rejoice. But when I live my life with God as number one, what do we say at the beginning of Mass? Glory to God in the highest. We say the highest. God, glory to you in the highest because you are the highest. You are the greatest. You are number one. And so I need Jesus. I need his church. I need the Eucharist. I need the word of God. And when I have those things, I'm able to rejoice because I will never forget that God is with me and he saved me. Amen.